Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. As many of you know, most of us here at the Master Photography Podcast are huge fans of Squarespace, and that's because they make it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you're showcasing your work or selling prints or products of any kind. With beautiful templates and the ability to customize just about anything, you can easily make a beautiful website yourself. And if you do get stuck, Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support is there to help. So head on over to squarespace.com improve for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code improve to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Welcome to Latitude Photography Podcast, the show where we talk about all things related to landscape and travel photography. Today I've got a fantastic couple of guests, but before I get to that, I want to tell you about one quick announcement, and that is that I've got another bag giveaway, and I've got the Exposure 13, the black version from Think Tank Photo, and the First Light 20, also from Think Tank Photo. And all you have to do by the end of this month, so basically actually by December 1, is email me, brent at latitudephotographypodcast.com. And you need to email me proof that you have shared the show out in some way. So whether it's a link to the show that you put on your personal social media or anything else like that, uh, even if you just do a couple of emails to some friends that you think would enjoy the show, I would accept that too. Send me a screen capture of that at that email, brent at latitudephotographypodcast.com, and you'll be entered to win one of those bags. And what we're going to do is the first person that I choose will be able to select the first bag that they want, either that Exposure 13 or the First Light 20, and the second person will just get the other one. This is open to U.S. residents only, and I encourage you to please share out the show. Again, either a link to the episode Maybe it's the Facebook group. I appreciate your help in getting the show spread out to more people. And now, without further ado, let's get to the show with Aaron King and Brendan Porter. Today, I'm joined by two great fellas, Aaron King and Brendan Porter from Photog Adventures. Fellas, welcome to the show. Hey, hey thanks, thanks hey. for having us. We are glad to be here on Latitude, man. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much. This is going to be, I think, a great conversation. We're going to talk about the adventure. I mean, you guys are photog adventures, and we're going to talk about mm -hmm. the adventure of photography today. Yeah. And you guys just recently got back from the Faroe Islands. Tell me a little bit about, I guess, the first little tidbit I want to know. What is it that said Faroe Islands is where you want to go? <laughs> uh, wow. I have to say, when we saw pictures that James Kelly had uh, produced and sent to us. Yeah. That was the first type of, wow, we have to go there. And as landscape photographers, you have these locations that become your bucket list. And then you mm -hmm. hear about the bucket list becoming soiled by thousands of, of different tourists who are there in sure. your way. And they're going to be heads in your shot. It won't be a, a big, awesome waterfall and landscape. It's going to be a thousand people next to you. You'll be lucky if you could put your tripod down. And this oh, yeah. was an mm -hmm. undiscovered, unspoiled land that is only starting to get blocked off, starting to have too many tourists and so we had to get out there before it became iceland you know yeah, oh, yeah. That, having that kind of having that kind of thing like you say it's starting to get that i think that's a, a great way to think about you know kind of being on that edge of of what is you know attractive as a photographer i yeah. guess is the best way to put it yeah because 
there's one thing to say, well, it's a well-trodden path. I know it's safe. I know it's, you know, you can <laughs> fill in all those blanks, but it comes down to being able to kind of see something that for you, especially, uh, is probably a new experience, number one, but number mm. two, it's new for other people as well. Yeah, really oh, yeah. the whole per, the whole primal principles behind Photog Adventures is that we were just guys with jobs, families, and we wanted to get out there and go and do it more, do more photography. And so we've been encouraging others to just get out there and have a Photog Adventure of your own. And then over the last two years, we've been doing it in our comfort zones and areas that we've never been nearby a little bit out of our comfort zone and as we kept expanding our comfort zone we had to do something that was still beyond that to encourage yeah. people to go further into the adventure and get out and do it take the risk take the financial hit mm. of the flights mm. the financial hit yeah. of the airbnb <laughs> the hotels and just try and bring your camera gear on a plane see how it goes you know we just we were excited about ramping up and then showing another example to our listeners hey here's where we've been here's where we want to get going and look we went out and did it we went and we were out in the Faroe Islands of all places went to the UK Lake District hit the Faroe Islands hit Iceland on the way home it was an amazing adventure and the Faroe Islands was just sort of the perfect way to spend two years of doing this together mm, yeah yeah it was a great anniversary trip. Yeah. <laughs> we hugged and had a wonderful Aww. anniversary. No, we haven't had any romance, but uh, we are definitely good friends. <laughs> Very good. And then you took some people along with you on this. So it wasn't just you guys. It's so true. tell me a little about that, too. We risked their lives, too. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yes. so we had um, Elise Benner was the, one of the first ones to sign up for our workshops. That was awesome. Um, so Elise came. James was hosting. We had um, uh, Dave Dillahunt. Matt, Matt Leadham and Jeremy and Gerritsen. Jeremy Gerritsen came with us. Yeah. So we had four people who were part of the participation as workshop participants. James Kelly, Photog Adventures UK, as well as the Crack podcast. And then Brendan and I, the photographer's Crack is the full name of his podcast. Mm -hmm. And then Brendan and I. And so we were a group of what? Eight total in a okay. van zipping around the island. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, Let's just say that the moment you land, you just are too anxious. Who cares what jet lag you have? Brendan and Jeremy left me in the airport to, to go wait for the other do side. something because I was waiting for someone else to arrive. And I'm like, well, we got to wait here. And they're like, no, I want to go. Let's go. Get our cameras. And well, they was Jeremy. Me. Jeremy's like, I've been here for like four hours already. He's like, I got to I gotta start walking. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll go with you. <laughs> so so how, how big is that airport? Is it tiny, tiny just <laughs> tiny, tiny? Oh, so basically, you step out of the, out the front door, basically, and you're probably just you're like in it i imagine yes it's about as little as it gets if you remember the scene from um walter mitty where he's in the icelandic yeah. air and it shows that tiny little box that it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just a little bit bigger than that <laughs> yeah nice. and when you get out you're basically landing in the store and then you walk through the duty-free store and there's no one at security to check you in or any passport check at least at the, during the time we crossed it was as if we walked around back and just let ourselves let ourselves out through the front and we just yeah, kind of well typically there's not security i guess going you do in, have a out. customs entrance but because yeah, you entered the country in copenhagen they didn't no, have any right, concern right. for us there it was a domestic flight yeah, yeah. so you just kind of okay. let yourself out and you get through wow. the, the you know the foreign the european smoke bomb that is happening at the exits of every airport mm. once you get through that <laughs> waft of secondhand smoke the eyes yes. clear your watery eyes clear and you see just <laughs> hills and waterfalls everywhere and the famous lake uh. that's floating above land that looks like it's floating above air that lake is right behind the airport and so you're just oh, instantly in it instantly amazing nice yeah when you're talking about 
you know, the, the teeny airport until you started talking about the wafting smoke and all the other beautiful stuff <laughs> out there be, beyond the wafting smoke. I, I could have mistaken you for flying into my town of Walla Walla because <laughs> we, we have three flights a day, the tiniest airport you've ever seen. Uh, it's a nice facility, but my goodness, when you, when you only have three flights a day only to Seattle, it's a small airport. <laughs> only to Seattle. <laughs> yeah. You're in a chicken plane. He's like, you sit here yes. between the goat and the chicken, all right? Now, hold on. That's pretty much, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so when you guys are in the van and you're driving out there, just tell me about, you know, one of your first scenes and, and, and how far are you walking each day or you're hiking each day? Uh, just give me your mm. typical, you know, as, as you're heading out for the morning. One of the first impressions I got was uh, in between the mountains. It's like it's like the inlets are at the bottom of the by the ocean sea level, and then you have these huge hills and mountains just full of grass rising on each side of you, and you're just driving around these edges of these islands, and sometimes through tunnels, and, uh, and they're all interconnected through either tunnels or ferries, right? And so, yep. The first thing you see is like the massive clouds and how fast they're moving and the rays mm. of light shining through and hitting the landscapes in front of you. And you're just like, stop every five seconds. You're like, got to stop and take a picture because this is insane. And you can't nice. stop every five seconds yeah. because it's not possible. The place is small enough that 80% of the time you are driving up to the spot you're going to take your picture. If anything, you have a walk in the park down to a spot. You don't have hiking to do. But then okay. they have those major areas that you are going to get off the path and hike miles in like Drangarnir. Drangarnir is a major hike. Expect, is it like what, three, four miles? I think oh. it was only three miles one yeah. way. And yeah. so you're dealing with what is manageable, but you're going through a trail that was made by sheep. And so it's on a diagonal of a hill and it's cut out. And so if you're easy, if you feel like it's easy for you to hike along uneven, wet, sloshy ground for a mile. In a straight line. In a straight line and not slip, <laughs> then you're in a good, you're in good hands here in Faroe Islands. But if that sounds nerve wracking to you because it doesn't have anything better than foot in front of foot in front of foot balance as you're hiking, then you're going to think, oh, this is terrible. I hate this hike. But you go <laughs> along the edge and you go straight up a hill and you go over the top of it and come down and then you ride the side of another hill that's a tall mountain to get it to the end point of Drangarnir where that really cool iconic pool table at a diagonal that has a big open arch underneath it. Mm -hmm out of the water it's the sea stack that has a flat top at a complete 45 degree angle and so oh, that's awesome it's, oh, it's beautiful amazing. and the hike was so much harder than you think it's going to be but then in some ways so much easier than you mm -hmm. realize it's going to be it's just slick and wet and you have to deal with not, not spraining your ankle in the process right or sliding down the hill yeah and so for the most part <laughs> we drove everywhere and got out and we took pictures at awesome places that are just 50 feet from us and then the rest like that last 20 percent we hit up some hike areas like Kalsoy, other islands you go to, and then going to Drangarnir, they're much more involved with hiking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So along that hike, I imagine you're just shooting the entire way out there too, or is this more, of. Of, more or less, you have this idea in your mind, you just got to get out there. We, we had what, to just get out there We that stopped day. maybe twice to and take it, rest okay. and we cut our comment pulled our cameras out that it wasn't that really one of those that we pulled our cameras out the whole time where we were stopping because it was right. all the same a lot of right. same just green okay. grass sheep crap and hill that's going into the water it's all the same until we got to the end well and Drangonier was okay. actually towards the end like it was like on day four kind of thing and so we'd been exposed to the landscape quite a bit we kind True. of you start taking a little bit more for granted or being a little bit more picky about your 
areas are going to stop and shoot at that point. I would point. never do that hike first thing. I would do it no. three or four days into yeah, it just yeah. so that you know what you like and love and you know how the light moves quickly with the clouds so you can take advantage of what you're seeing. And then if you have a day like ours where there's Oof. nothing really interrupting you just yeah. to get there fast, then you'll take it all in have plenty of time for sunset. Just make sure you don't leave. Now, quick side story at Drangar yeah. we had a situation <laughs> where it was a terrible hike. We didn't want to necessarily hike back and we got offered by our guide. You have to have a guide. This is the son of the guy who owns the land. Everything's private land out there. It's privately owned. And so you needed permission to go and hike on this land to go out to Drangarnir. So the guide's saying, if the weather is good and the tides are, are cooperating, we can have a boat come pick you guys up and you can take mm. a boat back instead of having to hike this thing again. And we were all like, yeah, that sounds we're awesome. Like, oh my gosh. That, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. They told us that halfway through the hike. And so the whole hike you're thinking, yeah, 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 that's going to be awesome. I'm definitely going to go on the boat. Yeah. And then the after colors started happening. The sunset had happened and you got an afterburn on the high elevation clouds yeah, all of a sudden yeah. bringing the only color that we had at all in that sunset <laughs> started amazingly happening behind the Drangar near Sea Stack. And we're all just with tears in our eyes backwards walking away from it trying to get to the boat that arrived, not trying to be rude Americans who are making him wait as his boat is being crashed up against the rocks waiting for yes. us to climb on he's got big old bumper boobies on the outside of him to keep him from breaking breaking his hole on the rocks and so it's like well we got to get in here but that's the best sunset we've had exactly and so <laughs> we just don't plan on leaving Drangarnir until it's dark and then deal with hiking in the dark because the afterburn is worth it if you can get it mm, true so was there anything you were able to get of that? Because I've got a kind of quasi similar story from Hong Kong <laughs> where I did kind of the same thing. And I'm just like, oh, well, the, you know what? The, the, the captain of the little boat, you know, it was, it was the guide's dad. He's like, oh, yeah, it's my dad. He's going to come pick us up. We're like, sweet. It's like getting picked up in a car from, you know, after some like date or something. But uh, yeah. <laughs> he was really awesome. He saw the look at our face and he he went out a little bit and then turned the engine off and just let us sit. And we all oh, like, nice. immediately like yeah. as fast as we could, like Very turning good. up the ISO so we can get the shot without like much, you know, it's moving constantly. So we can't do long exposure. Yeah. We're not doing, yeah. we're doing handheld shots. So it's not getting the most of the reds, but I think a lot of us came out with something. Yeah. And it was cool because we all got angles that you don't get unless you're in the water. So it's yeah. like, Hey, this actually worked out kind of cool in a lot of ways. <laughs> it's pretty so. awesome. And you're going to yeah, have to that. ask, when you get it and you interview Elise Bender, because I know you said in your last podcast you'd have her on, yeah. ask yeah. her about her entrance into the boat. <laughs> she famously did a serious move, a maneuver that was amazing that entered the boat that day. It was awesome. Yeah. Did it involve a splash of any, any kind? <laughs> no Almost water. Did. No, no water. Did. Yeah. She okay, made it okay. just fine, but she did it at <laughs> all costs. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Poor Shadow. Come back to the podcast next week, guys, and listen to Elise Bender. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah in, in hong kong it had kind of a similar thing i was up at the peak and storm clouds are moving through and there was some lightning going on mm. and i was with my buddy and and he was like hungry and i was hungry and i was like look you're in line i'm gonna go and get this because lightning as you have over the city i was just like come on this is too good i have to go get right. this mm -hmm. oh man and so i was like okay you just text me when they seat you because i'm like it's gonna take forever to be seated <laughs> i'm halfway out there because it wasn't too long like five minute walk to get out to where i wanted to go i'm halfway out there and he texts me and i was just like seriously <laughs> but it was his last night there and i was just like 
I better probably head back. And you know, I, I excused it for myself. Oh, the lightning is fading and yeah, the like. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, who knows what could have happened. I don't have anything. Although the the window that we were sitting at was beautiful, perfect view over the harbor yeah, uh, at as least the evening that. was going on. But still, I didn't get my lightning shot over over the cities, and that's just like. Mm. Mm. Can we have a photographer's card where it's like, here's the photographer's card. Nothing right? in your life is important anymore because right now there's a moment for an image. I'm pulling the photographer's card. You can't mm. say anything to stop me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> this must happen. That's it. <laughs> See ya. And you can't hold a grudge. <laughs> Does that have to be like, no grudges maybe, maybe or like a fifty dollar gift card? Like here, I'm throwing this down. I'm out of here. Keep them with like, you. <laughs> Here's your Outback Steakhouse card. I am gonna ditch you for an hour. See ya, man. This is my there apology in advance. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, that yes. So hey, I'm looking at the map. Getting back to the pharaohs here. Mm, yeah. I'm looking at the map, and it looks like there's bridges that go to most of these islands. So I imagine crossing from island to island was probably fairly easy to do. It didn't have to take too many ferries. Well, what yeah. happens is is that you will spend a lot of times in tunnels that cost you money every time you go underneath them. Oh, You I have see. Voar, and then you have Suroy. Suroy is the most southern island, actually. We were on Sonar Straw. I'm forgetting the island that we had our Airbnb on right now. Sender? Sender? Something like no, that. Was, we'll have to look yeah. at the map ourselves so now, but we'll just say the names yeah. wrong anyway, so who cares? Yeah. The point is, is that we spent more time underwater crossing between islands than actual bridges. Oh, the times wow. that they were over water bridges is when you were just in a small sea inlet that instead of going to the very end of it and coming back up in a big long V drive, you'd have a quick little overpass with the bridge. Yeah, they totally preferred tunneling. Like they could build bridges, but they totally tunnel under. I think because of the crazy sea though. I mean, I think it's just, Maybe, that is yeah. the sea slashing through there they aren't right it's harbored. safer to be under They're just a yeah. sea inlet and so yeah they, they they go underneath the water for the most part and a lot of them are fees and then um you asked about ferries we only ended up in a ferry twice a ferry to go to the southern island suroy and a ferry to go to kalsoy mm-hmm. very very cool yes I'm, I'm looking at it here as i zoom in it shows me those those tunnel lines yeah you see all the dot lines going across the water you're like oh <laughs> that is that is just amazing. Yeah. And even just to experience that, you know, you've, you've got to go. You've got to go see that. So it looks like there's, what, main islands, probably five or six I would consider main islands that you could get to. And mm-hmm. then there's just a, a smattering of other smaller ones. So yeah. it's really a tight area that you're going to. It's not like it's really spread out everywhere. It really no. is. Yeah, it's it like is everything was like area. within an hour of driving kind of thing. One you know? thing that we did that made it easier that kind of happened by happenstance because of the fact that we got a cheaper Airbnb than the hotels we had in the main ho- in Torshaun, the actual capital. Ta- Torshaun's on the far western coast and then when you go from there everything's kind of a good long drive mm. we went into Stremoy and down here to a little point of it called Sender that was sort of a midway Strender is a middle of everything kind of situation it was a great spot to be so actually. we could drive yeah. up to Calsoy and back within an hour we can go to hotel go down to the capital Torshaun and back within an hour we go to Sornfelli which is a really cool uh, mountain that peaks up and then has a good view so it was a nice central point and parking from there you know quick hour drives here and there but I'm telling you you will take at least two or three trips before you really understand what direction you're going <laughs> everything yeah. looks yeah. such the same that you're like, haven't we done this? Wait, no, I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I have seen that before. Where are we? We're only an hour away. And then all of a sudden, two minutes, you're there. Like, okay, never mind. I have no idea where I am. <laughs> Sweet. 
so uh, the idea of uh, waterfalls, there's a lot of waterfalls there, just a couple uh, waterfalls. Millions. 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 Imagine yeah. that you go in your backyard and you have an alligator and you spray water on top of the alligator and all those little spikes, the waterfalls go between them and fall off the okay. side of the alligator yeah. body. Yeah. These islands are a bunch of alligators that had just risen out of the water and it's just constantly dripping with waterfalls on every nice. every possible place. Nice. So you have really, really big ones and long ones. You have ones that over the years have just cut into the rocks and created these narrows. And then you have areas that are just big, wide swaths of water that come down fast. And when it rains, they're flowing. When it's not raining, you don't see them. Where do you guys normally go? So this was out of your comfort zone. I think you even said you had to get passports and even even to go out here. So oh, you yeah, haven't yeah. really traveled far in a way too often where do you guys normally go when you go on one of your adventures we normally stick pretty locally around the utah area i mean we've got so many so many parks in utah and dark site areas that we can do milky Way photography which is kind of our main focus um we kind of stay in state we've gotten a little bit into um nevada and a little bit into arizona and not california. really even in, and a little bit in california but not really even into colorado yet really much so um, yeah. And then we do a Portland trip. We fly out there and do a Portland coast trip every year. So. One of the things we say on our YouTube channel is that we have 35 national parks within a day's drive of us right here. We're in a very awesome location to hit Oregon yeah, coast no and come home the next day. And so it's it's really a crazy opportunity to drive. If you're willing to drive 14 hours, you can go anywhere. Mm. And we hit up a lot of cool spots here, so we haven't run out of locations to go yet. No, no, not yet. Let alone trying to get out of our comfort zone into places that we can lose a tire and crash yeah. and <laughs> never come back because we end up entering our bones to the body of the desert. And so there's places to get out of our comfort zone even here. So we have when we started Photog Adventures, Brandon and I were like, okay, we're gonna go once a month. We're gonna go somewhere. So we'll rent a vehicle and be gone that weekend. Where should we go this month? Where should we go next month? And like Brendan said, we started planning those trips around the new moon because we figured if it's clear, we got Milky Way, it's mm -hmm. awesome. And if it's not clear, landscape photography. So it was the best of both. If we went on a day for landscape and it was clear, but the moon was up, we didn't have Milky Way. And so we always planned it around the new moon, our one month trip. Then it turned into two trips a month. Then those those trips turned into during an entire week and now um you know risking our jobs marriages and happiness we have been going <laughs> as much as we possibly can and i think it's really come down to about five trips a month sometimes it's all at one trip and sometimes that's uh, over two or three weekends mm -hmm. wow that's yeah you guys are really pushing it then to, to get out there and and be out there that frequently then it's a blast. And yeah. it's not just that we are able to make money doing it because we're not, honestly, but we are just excited about doing those things and we're committed. And so like any commitment you make to a goal, we're able to do it because it just has become our habit. It's like, well, where are we mm -hmm. going mm -hmm. this month? Well, we're going to go here. We have our listener adventure in Oregon that is not a workshop. Nothing's paid. Anyone can join us. We're going to hit the Oregon coast for a week here. Is it next week already or is yeah, it two it's weeks? next week. So one full week. So this next Sunday, we'll be there in Oregon for a week. And uh, it's just we have friends who come with us, split the gas, split the rental, split the Airbnb, makes it pretty inexpensive. And it's just camera gear that costs us the most. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how long is that going to last then when you're on the Oregon coast? We will be there Monday night. We'll start in Brookings and hit up uh, the sea stacks out there at Secret Beach on the Samuel H. Boardman and then go from there all the way through Saturday. So Saturday morning sunrise in Cannon Beach will be our last night there. So we'll spend a full week. 
Very cool. It's absolutely beautiful. And, and this time of year, I just love the fall and the winter when we get mm -hmm. on the, the, the Oregon coast. It's just, yes, it's amazing. And uh, I know you're going to have a fun time. It's the kind of thing I'll, I'll say, I certainly wish I could join you. Oh man, you're <laughs> but, only in Walla Walla, you should. Uh, I, that aforementioned day job yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that, that keeps you busy. Uh, plus, uh, side note on a personal idea, we're trying to uh, also buy a new house. So oh, um, I had to fix up our house. My And so I've just got so much going on right now. Uh, getting out and shooting is gonna be delayed until about mid-December, I think. So I'll, I'll definitely oh, be wow. getting, heading out oh. for uh, almost a week in December. So that'll be nice. Oh, mm. well, that's a sad story to hear that it'll be six weeks before you actually go out again. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of the story of my life. I'll I'm, I'll certainly go out locally, but as far as heading out to the coast, my my goal is oh, to yeah. head out to the coast during that time. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, but I'm also going with a buddy. I have to see where he wants to go too. So that's fair. We might we might go up into Canada. Who knows? Right now, it's all up mm. in the air. But we're going somewhere. So cool. And see, that's that's kind of like what you guys are saying. You know, it's mm -hmm. just about it's getting it set and it's making it happen. And yes and that's that's the important thing for sure yeah. yeah and having a buddy that's willing to do it like brendan has been awesome awesome yeah, yeah. that's good it's it always nice to, to have a buddy turn your dream into a reality with squarespace just like most of us here at master photography we love Squarespace, and that's because they make it easier than ever to launch your passion project. So whether you're looking to start a new photo business, showcase your portfolio, publish blog posts, sell products or prints, or whatever it is you want to do, Squarespace is the tool for you. They have beautiful templates that were created by world-class designers, and you have the ability to customize those templates with just a few clicks, so you can easily make a beautiful website yourself. Squarespace also has a powerful e-commerce tool that lets you sell anything online, and they have analytics that will help you grow your site in real time. And the best part, in my opinion, is that everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box, so you don't have to spend time building a second mobile website for SEO purposes. Buying domains through Squarespace is simple, and you'll get the help you need with Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support. So head on over to squarespace.com slash improve for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code improve to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash improve, offer code improve. In a, in a Facebook chat a, a little while ago, Aaron, we had talked about the idea of you guys are interested in going to Chile for that total solar eclipse. Yes. Tell, tell me about that. What are you thinking there? Well, we are so ex we, we had such an awesome experience. We ended up going to two different places for the solar eclipse in August yeah. of last year. Yeah. And sure. we just instantly fell in love with that feeling of, oh my gosh, I can start to see that planet. Look at that planet stars. Oh, it's full. It's, and we we're just all screaming and pointing and looking at the just amazing feeling of the moon passing in front of the sun. And uh, you can't expect. You can't explain how cool that solar eclipse looks with the sun peeking out those on the sides and just what it ends up looking like to your eyes. And, and then to try and tell someone how it went, they're like, yeah, it sounds cool, I guess. But when you do it yourself. Oh, man, it's, yeah, it's, you cannot <laughs> oh. convince someone else how cool it was. You have to be there in person. Okay, yeah, and we just saw, okay, uh, yeah. July of 2019, absolutely. We're thinking Argentina or Chile, where do you want to go? Chile is great for Milky Way photography, so it will be a fantastic experience. The new yeah. moon is what's happening. That's why I even have 
has a solar eclipse. <laughs> so it's a great time. The night yep. before and the night after is Milky Way season. And so we were very, very, very committed. And as we started building our schedule for workshops this coming year, we end up having one workshop that's a two-day workshop on that same week. But no, oh. one, no one has signed up for it. And so I got to talk to Brendan to see if we can actually handle it. Between the Create Photography Retreat, Royce Bear's Milky Way Nightscapers Conference, and then other workshops, <sighs> Faroe Islands namely, we are going to be out so much in April and May that you're thinking about coming in July. Do we take off and go to Chile for a couple days? He has to bring his wife if we do it. She speaks Spanish, and it'll be a reward for her. Nice. So uh, we're hoping we okay can do that, it. Which is nice. You'd be <laughs> yeah. on board with that as long it, as we can afford it. It'd be I great. I think it all comes down to that, is yeah. if we can afford it and buy the tickets, we are there. It won't mm -hmm. be a big event with any listeners unless you know someone like major listeners who are willing to go last minute notice want to join us. We are just planning on making sure we get out there and mm -hmm. see yeah. it, record it, and do a YouTube video of it because, oh, what an adventure. Yeah. We oh, even, yeah. We've never even seen the Southern Hemisphere sky. So the night sky in the Southern Hemisphere has... Yeah, so we're super excited about that. Large, small, Magellanic clouds, a yeah. full crown of the Milky Way core. It's going to be priceless to make this trip one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope you guys can do it. I have, uh, for myself, I've planned to make it a workshop. And so I've got that on my website. And you can see a couple of the shots of some of the uh, foreground elements that you could frame up with that oh. transition of the moon coming in front mm -hmm. of it. And so yeah. you've got, whether it's some, uh, there's a big observatory, you know, where the, you know, they're all about looking into this, the night sky. Yeah. Uh, you could, could do that. And then there's, um, there's a, a lighthouse out on the beach there in La Serena. Ooh, and then another nice, another nice, um, they call it the cross of the third millennium, which is this huge, I mean, it's got to be at least 300 foot tall cross uh, that you can actually take an elevator. You go up into it and you Whoa. see all these different sculptures of Ooh. different uh, Catholic bishops and whatever else. But you step yourself aside a little bit and you could get that framed up and uh, that can be really nice. It's happening at like 539 or something like that in the evening. So it's going to be really low on the uh on the horizon i think they say it's about 13 degrees uh, above the horizon oh, that's so awesome. it's, that's it's really just gonna be low. nice you know it's gonna be really low and it's gonna be really uh just whereas here with with the one in august yeah it was so high because it was in the morning mm -hmm. at least where, where i'm from and where you guys are at, it was yeah. midday ish uh -huh. you know you're just looking straight up and how yeah. do you compose something like that right and here we're gonna have the opportunity to have roughly two minutes, 30 seconds, give or take a few <laughs> seconds to compose something with yeah. that and hopefully make that epic shot. And that's kind of the goal that we're hoping for uh, with that workshop to take some people down there. So the location can, that you guys are going, sorry to interrupt, how yeah, long yeah. of totality will you experience? The website I was getting information off of is timeanddate.com, and they're saying La Serena should expect about two minutes and 20 seconds. Two I think minutes? That's double two the minutes. time we had in Oregon. That's where I was looking yeah. for La Serena is where I was looking up oh. around the coast there, so... Yeah, you know, I'm looking. It's, I'm showing Brendan your image from last year where you mm, lined it up yeah. on yeah. that statue that yes. you put it on your cell that's, phone. That's case. the obelisk at Whitman Mission, and I use photo pills cool. to line it up just right. <laughs> and so I was positioned there just perfectly, 
and every 15 minutes i got that shot and then overlaid it in photoshop so i could have it look good basically that looks That's so really awesome. awesome and that kind of thing i couldn't pull off in the area in idaho that i ended up being at mm. and then the idea of a low low 13 degrees high one and some objects like in the foreground that's a brilliant idea mm-hmm. uh, we yeah. might just have to uh, find ourselves showing up nearby you guys and give you a hand <laughs> it, you, you can at least uh chase our bumper and and uh follow follow us around maybe or something because it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty awesome we'll spend the day previous actually going to those three areas i mentioned Mm -hmm. but also hopefully doing a little more exploration because there's two main roads if you really wanted to you could get certainly where the middle line is and you'd get another 10 or 15 seconds more of of Mm -hmm. totality you can get out on the coast where you're on the middle line you can be on that highway area uh Mm -hmm. and then up the mountains where that observation is that observation uh, observatory excuse me uh, you can continue on up towards the argentine border and you'll cross the the center line there as well so mm. you know it could just be completely remote in the middle of nowhere type of type Ooh. of thing that could be the and, best for uh, milky way photography out there at the oh, observatory yeah. oh yeah oh this is gonna be the, a great yeah. workshop you're gonna have an awesome workshop i i, I hope so it's gonna be just really intense though and that's what i'm trying to make sure people are aware of because actually <laughs> after the shoot we're going to actually not go back to a hotel we're going to drive back to santiago and somewhere on the way we're going to do astro work yes and then we're going to get on the 5:30, i think it is flight or 6:30 flight out to easter island and we'll sleep on the plane and <laughs> oh, then we'll awesome get off the plane and at about i think really realistically about one in the afternoon we'll take our first tour on Easter Island after we settle in, get lunch, breakfast, whatever it is. Because uh, it's like a five-hour flight out to Easter Island from oh, Santiago. Wow. Even that much. Wow. It's it's out there. And then uh, <laughs> go out and see those, see those um, huge sculptures and whatnot. And then one of the things that I actually haven't coordinated with a tour group is, uh, but we can go back to the airport because it's like a tiny island. Uh, but I'm hoping to be able to rent a car uh just randomly one of those nights rent a car and go out and do some astro work with those big sculptures right there in the foreground because not all of them are on the national park the national park closes at like five or six in the evening mm-hmm. and so you gotta you gotta get out but mm-hmm. there's some of them that are just they're just right there along the road oh that's cool and and so you'll be able to just pull up and and do that so hmm. um that part is right now it's the it's going to be if we have the energy, you know, I'm not going to push it so hard to say, this is what we're doing. But yeah. if we got the energy, we want to do it. We're going to make it happen. And we're going to go out and get those nighttime shots there as well. <laughs> that would be incredible. That's going to pay off. Anybody who's considering it, but thinks that that might be too hard because might not have enough energy. Uh, just get over it fast because you'll never regret doing it. You'll, oh, yeah. re- you'll remember that oh, for the rest of your life. And, and then we're looking for a hike, kind of like what you did in the Pharaohs where you're saying you went like three miles four miles one direction mm-hmm. yeah although you you guys had the benefit of a, of a boat picking you up oh, totally uh, did. That was great. that's you know maybe i could arrange that but we're looking at doing a, a hike around the north west side that will take about six to eight hours and Whoa. um that's intense it's just out middle of nowhere it, it should just be a super awesome adventure to do and mm. hopefully we can get people to uh, join us and and have a great time out there keeping the group small uh, about like what you guys had. So it's it's good to keep the group small in something like this. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Adventure is a blast. You forget that you're out there on a workshop. You feel like you're on an expedition team. And now <laughs> you're going together. We're in this together, guys. Let's go. Let's survive. Oh, what a fun time. Uh, <laughs> what night are you going to be on Easter Island? Because I think we'll join you. 
<laughs> so it happens the the um the thing happens the on tuesday the solar eclipse happens on a tuesday and so wednesday morning we're going to look to fly out there oh, and we're going to wow. finish everything there uh by friday and i will likely myself i'll likely stay the weekend and basically recuperate <laughs> and then uh start heading back uh Sunday or Monday, I don't know when I'll head back. I haven't figured that part out yet. Well, that's just awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you guys were out there at the same time, we could even teach you guys some low-level lighting techniques for the Easter Island statues with the Milky yeah. Way where you can capture everything, all of it, in one single shot. You don't have to do different exposures and have to mask right. in a sky with the foreground. You just have one exposure, easy Lightroom processing, and you can get a great Milky Way shot with an Easter Island face. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you kidding? That'd be awesome. That's a bucket list item. <laughs> now, one thing actually I want to springboard into a, a conversation on that. On one of your most recent uh, items on your YouTube channel, you talked about using a star tracker. Ah, and yeah. what I'm curious about is, have you guys any experience actually with a Pentax camera that basically has that built in with a shifting sensor? We have, have you seen anyone do that or what's your experience with that? We have seen people do it and heard people do it, but we haven't been out there with someone who's had it and we haven't ourselves used it. No. But we know that it's really great for the sense that as you get going and you set your exposure, it knows to track a little bit with it so you can get away with a longer exposure. I'm not talking like right. you're going to go for a minute or two minutes, but you can right. really push it. And the more exposure time you have, the more shutter time you have, the more color you're bringing out in your Milky Way. Sure. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so you're not going to overexpose anything because you don't have to pull the ISO so high that you kill certain colors in certain bit levels. And you're going to have all these values in your Milky Way thanks to it. And so the Pentax, I've been jealous of... Uh, I remember what was his name who had it but he was telling me about it and how far he was able to push it still using a tripod he would have that running and he could get away with the longer exposure and then the air glow around the Milky Way would just seriously pop and because of that longer exposure you get more detail in the dust lanes and it looks almost mm -hmm. like a Star Trek shot and so that is like the great start instead of buying a $300 tracker to attach everything to and learn how to align polar alignment you just mm -hmm. get your Pentax camera out and that thing is really cool but you can get away with matching what it gets with other methods and so you don't need to buy it either yeah 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 that when i saw that and you guys are talking about tracking the stars i was like well you know i know pentax can do at least quasi sort of the same thing i don't mm -hmm. imagine it would be the exact same thing as having a full-on star tracker um yeah but it also would exactly. save you the weight you know because oh, if yeah, you're definitely. if you're flying in a couple of flights and and you got to have the lugging all that around uh it might be nice to just save the weight so maybe even renting something and converting to that for that shoot <laughs> could potentially make sense i don't know maybe uh, it, no. it just makes me jealous when i see something like that and was like oh I wish my Canon had that. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> I, I can't wait. I have it on my list of things that I'm doing coming up. And when I actually have funds again, I am planning on renting that Pentax body for next Milky Way season because this Milky Way season's nice. over now almost. Right. Mm -hmm. November marks the end of it, guys. So get out there and do it. 
this time of the spring, I'll probably play around with it and look at it and say, okay, doing the exact same methodology that I would do with my Canon right here next to this Pentax camera, I'm going to capture a Milky Way and run a longer shutter on the Pentax and just see what I get out of it and mm-hmm. see what the benefits are versus, you know, are there any cons? Are there any, yeah. is it all just pros and a wonderful opportunity or, you know, does the Pentax camera offer me some other limitations? My Canon camera doesn't, but even though it moved its you know, moved its sensor around, it didn't necessarily overcome those limitations. So I'm curious to yeah. find out. I'm yeah. going to put it to yeah. a full test. That would be awesome to see. So I look forward to that. Let me, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it again on the show at least yes. to, to let people know that it's available. And uh, that would be good to see. Awesome. Sure. I'll keep you posted when I do it, man. All right. Very good. Well, so where are you guys headed to next as, as it relates to what you're shooting next? Is it the uh, Oregon Coast item or do you yeah. have something coming up sooner? Fall colors have died already. And so yeah. we're just not getting anything there. So yeah, it will be the Oregon Coast. Brendan just came back from shooting waterfalls near his home. But okay. Oregon Coast for that week is our next shoot. And then beyond mm-hmm. that, we have snowy trips planned like Fifth Water Hot Springs mm-hmm. in the snow. Yeah. And oh, places. fantastic. So what would you say would be your next place that you're going to go with your camera? Um, I might have an opportunity to shoot some portraiture, so it could be fall colors or it could be snowy, depending on, uh, how the client, you know, envisions. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. So just landscape out in Oregon and that's going to feed us for months. You know, we'll be so so Mm -hmm. busy with processing those and talking about those. Yeah. I'm still processing the Faroe Islands pictures. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So many shots. Yeah, no doubt. It's you spend a week out in some place like that, you come home with oh two thousand plus images. It's just yeah, calling yeah, through got, those and oh, yeah, it's, it's work. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're getting to them right now. I mm-hmm. have a, a nasty habit of like getting those two or three out that I wanted to put on Facebook or whatever, and then they sit and it's just like I gotta get to those. I gotta get to those. Yeah, and uh, it's it's good that you're able to uh, get right on it. And um, I'm getting better at it myself too. Again, with um, with re- reducing what my responsibilities are, i.e. closing the lens company, mm. uh, that's opened up my schedule a little bit to, to keep on top of these things more. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's good. I, I I think that's a good change for how things are going here. So Yeah, you really do have to schedule it in, Brent, because I will procrastinators yeah. unite with you, man, because mm, I, right. I have 2016 Milky Way in the Grand Canyon that I haven't edited yet. No, 2017, so not as bad. Mm. But, oh, it's just yeah. things tend to get on the back burner and stay there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah all too easily yeah before we close things out fellas you guys are heading to the create photography retreat aren't you mm-hmm. yes yeah. we're honored we were asked by brian to join us there and man that was we made a goal at the beginning of this next third year of milk uh, photog adventures that we wanted to be a part of conferences and mm-hmm. part of you know presentations retreats anything we can to get out there and teach more people and then just having put that goal down wondering okay big question mark where and then, how is it going to happen? How yeah. is it going to happen? <laughs> and a couple of weeks later, we get the word from Elise Bender that they're interested in us. And it's a huge honor. We're excited yeah. to be out there yeah. in March. That'll be so cool. So, yes, yeah, so at the tail end of March, uh, head on over to createphotographyretreat.com. I believe the price is $417. 
and uh, it'll go up again, I think, here in another, I don't know, a couple of weeks or months. But check that out and uh, register for yourself. It's in Las Vegas, Nevada. And what are you guys? You guys going to teach astro work, I presume? What mm -hmm. else are you going to teach there if there's anything else? Well, our schedule as it stands right now is that we have the opportunity to teach people who probably have never done any Milky Way photography because they're going there for portrait work or going there for sports photography or going there to learn something specific about landscape photography. And so we're excited to get those people to have an opportunity and we're going to teach this once every day where we go how to do milkway photography in 45 minutes you're going to come join us and you're going to get everything it's going to be all that you need to go out there that night and do Milky Way photography. And then we're gonna teach people how to post-process their stuff only in Lightroom and keep it easy, plus some mm -hmm. panorama work that gets a little bit more complicated, but, but not much, yeah. especially in Lightroom. And then some Photoshop tips as Brendan's gonna show how he works on a very challenging pano in, in yeah. Photoshop and he skews and warps and fixes because sometimes that will happen. And then mm -hmm. we're gonna teach photo pills because teach people how to use photo pills and the benefits of photo pills with Milky Way photography especially in landscape photography. And oh, so yeah. Yeah. we're going to have a chance to teach for Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday before we go out in a workshop. And so it is just going to be a blast. A class on photo pills is absolutely needed. That'll be oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so many things. Of, of, all your, of all your classes, which all of them sound wonderful, I'm like, oh, photo pills. Yeah. Someone needs to do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Oh, there's so many things on photo pills that are like tribal knowledge that you, unless yeah. someone of the elders have graced you with that information, you would never <laughs> know. And I'm sitting there yeah. with Rafael Pons himself in the car telling him something. He's like, oh, you just do this. He pulls He's it up like, and he taps doo -doo. the screen with his and finger. Like, and I'm like, what? are you kidding me? You could tap your finger there and then it does that oh man why don't you have anything anywhere saying tap your finger anywhere you want do this place the moon mm -hmm. it's like no no warning no heads up no interface warning you nothing so yeah having that lesson is awesome so we're going to teach things that maybe people had no idea existed on top of how better to use something like the pin to pin geodetic info and just how to take advantage of planning with the photo pills app it's awesome it's there's going to awesome be a lot of realize. aha moments i think yes. in that class oh, I'm, no doubt oh yeah no doubt oh you and mentioned real quick you mentioned that yeah. you thought okay th those are interesting but photo pills is what i was thinking but i forgot to mention brendan's class because we just recently got asked to add that in there what was your class yeah i'll be teaching a macro photography class excellent yeah so i'll be going over the basics of macro photography what's your best lenses how to set up a shot and your scene either outside or inside and all that kind of cool stuff Oh, I'm I'm a huge fan of macro as well. That's that's definitely a good going to be a good class too. Doesn't yeah. get enough love out there. No, it no, doesn't. it's definitely a fun subject that people should definitely explore more and try and yeah. Do you focus on like the one to one or do you have the Canon that goes up like five to one? Do you have that lens at all? I don't. I have the um, I've had the fifty mac fifty millimeter in the past, and I have the one hundred okay. L right now that I yeah. use mostly. But the the sixty awesome sixty millimeters for a crop sensor. And so I would love to get another crop sensor body just to get that lens because I think it'd be right. way fun to use. Right. But at the moment, I don't have it, no. And not to mention that it uses Magic Lantern's technique, techniques to do a quick focus stack that will focus mm. stack an infinite number of images as much as mm. you want where it can then slice your depth of field so finely that you can get a focus on an insect, you know, pop, 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 pop. And it does it for you, right? It'll just manual. Mm -hmm. It automatically makes the next exposure, next exposure, next exposure, next exposure. Yeah, but I probably won't be going into that too much because most people aren't going to have the Magic that's Lantern true. on their camera and all that stuff. So <laughs> that's really advanced. Yeah, it's cool stuff, stuff, though. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Very good. So, fellas, tell us where everyone can find you. 
Ooh, where where awesome. can they find you online? Well, we would love it if they joined us on the podcast. We have Photog oh, yeah. Adventures podcast yeah. every Wednesday and a patron-only podcast on Monday. So you have two a week if you're a patron with $5 or more. But we are on YouTube at Photog Adventures as well as finding everything that we create at photogadventures.com. And you can register for workshops through that. And we're also on Facebook. Uh, facebook.com slash photogadventures and we have a very active listeners group that gets in oh, there yeah, and their yeah. whole point is for people to have a chance to share their photography story and so they'll share their image and the story around it and we kind of slap the wrist of people who just share their images to share their portfolio and disappear we're trying to get people to have a chance and an avenue to say I went out here it was an awesome adventure and here's why and here's a picture I got what do you guys think and then it's everyone, a really fun community yeah. it is fun to do that so you yeah. can find us out there uh, it is a blast we just we want people to go out and do what we're doing get out and have a photog adventure of their own and so mm -hmm. we keep pushing that as much as we can all right so that was facebook.com slash photog adventures mm -hmm. and for some reason i don't think i am yet in that group so i'm going to uh -huh. go ahead and join it if i'm not and i encourage everyone else to look it up yes, is there any yeah. chance you guys are on uh instagram Oh, of course. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> we just ignore that because... Uh, yeah. yeah. It's all part of Facebook, right? So, <laughs> Yeah, it's at Photog Adventures, just as, uh, just as we normally spell it. So. If you want to see a feed right. of going all over the place and seeing lots of Milky Way photography, then follow at Photog Adventures. It's a fun feed, and mm -hmm. Brendan's mm -hmm. curating it. It's a lot of fun, and we'll be doing featuring more of other people's photography in the future. We have a Monday Moment of Envy where we talk about someone's image that we're envious of. That, hey, man, this really turned out awesome for these very reasons. Mm -hmm. This is why the images are so cool, how balanced the composition is. And we kind of feature them there. And then in the future, we're featuring them on the Monday Moment of Envy Instagram feed to just try and really push everyone else into, you know, look at what awesome work you're doing. This mm -hmm. is great. We love it. Oh, Good yeah. job. Keep yeah. it up. And that's, a, that's the Monday Moment of Envy is a live thing we do on Facebook every Monday. You guys are just all over the place then. Yeah. Oh, we oh, yeah. have a busy schedule. Ever since <laughs> our third good. year began, we do a Monday Moment of Envy live on Facebook. We have Milky Way Wednesday every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Time on YouTube. Gear Time live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. And so you can find lots of live feeds, bonus mm -hmm. live feeds here and there through our Facebook listeners group and page. And so we try as much as we can to become an event, a content creation TV hub for people who want to think, all right. dream, and sleep Milky Way photography. All right. Well, fellas, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Latitude Photography Podcast. And I look forward to chatting with you again sometime in the future about anything else you got going. Ah, uh, yes, uh, yeah. Especially about that, that uh, Pentax. I'm really looking to, forward to hearing about that. Mm. But thanks again. And until next time, everybody, happy shooting. All right. See you guys. See you thanks for listening.